WDBM East Lansing. Hey, it is Thursday. Welcome to Happy Hour. My name is Brock. You know, with Brandon behind the controls, I always have to wonder. <laughs> we're, we're always talking in here, looking around. I'm like, oh my God, are we actually on the air? Because if that would have gone out over the air, the FCC would have paratrooped into the studio and took taken uh, all of us in custody. Uh, my name is Brock. Welcome to the show. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, I am back uh, for the first time as a dude with a ring on his finger. And I'm not super alternative and goth and fat, so there, I have a real reason to have a ring on my finger. Uh, we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, to my left, a man who it's about to happen to you uh, within... Within almost over a year. Yeah, so. he was. Uh, Eric, to my left, one of yeah. the many Erics of Happy Hour. Uh, Joshua, also in the studio. Yeah, Jay Young, the general, is in the building. And he's brought his computer for wikiing about everything we talk about. Uh, and also to my right, he's been playing with airplanes all day. The other Eric, how are you, buddy? Miss Connor. Well. Yeah? Pretty good. I was going to say, your shirt kind of looks like a Verizon wireless t-shirt. I don't it's, know why. Uh, I'm a proud owner of an Avflight uniform. Is that is that actually who you work for? Yes. Oh. I work for Avflight. They're contracted to work Allegiant flights. Oh, yeah. What, 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 what is it? What do you do? Um, we're the low-cost carrier for Lansing, so oh, we get okay. all the NASCAR fans. <laughs> you should have seen a few weeks ago now, for the Daytona 500 oh, or whatever. Oh, I can't imagine how many camel points those people smoked. <laughs> they were so proud of their jackets. <laughs> get her done, proud. Get her done. I'll go down to Florida, man, fucking race cars. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, it's it's funny. I can laugh about it because my family are full of those tards. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, 432-3893 is the phone number. Uh, you can get a hold of us. Screen name is uh, Impact Happy Hour. It is all one word. And we are once again uh, streaming live on the air. So hopefully uh, via the interwebs at impact89fm.org, we'll hear from our, our boy Gomeo. I'm sure he's waking and baking. Yeah, he's there already. So we'll hear from him very soon. Uh, lots of lots and lots of things have happened in the past couple weeks. Uh, Namely, uh, besides me getting married, uh, there was also some kind of skirmish on the same night, which was great, by the way. Um, we'll just talk about Saturday. See, here's the thing. I got married Saturday, this past Saturday. Uh, the, the, the ceremony was at the Alumni Chapel. For those of you who don't know, it's right across Bogue uh, from Cedar <laughs> Village right there. And then uh, our, the reception was at the Kellogg Center. And the... Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, our uh, wedding was at 6.30 at night, so we had no like we had to delay the wedding for like half an hour because there was no place to park for anybody, which I'm going to complain to the Michigan State University about because uh, if I'm paying the money to use the alumni chapel, I should also have parking. Well, I think there was something <clears throat> going on at the odd. Oh, well, there, yeah, and that whole Cedar Village thing. Apparently, there was something going well, on at Cedar Village. Too. I thought I, they said that. Um, there was actually lots of. There was a basketball. Yeah, yeah there's a, there are a lot of girls upset that you got married. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's what. <laughs> that's I, what the rights in Cedar Village were actually <laughs> yeah, about. I am so sorry. No, there was. Uh, we and were some dudes. We were yeah. We were screwed because there was a basketball game. Uh, there was a concert, I think, at Breslin. I don't know. I wasn't. Uh, and there was uh, obviously Cedar Fest. So, well, they said people were at around at Cedar Village all day, but I didn't see anybody out there when. Oh, they were. When, we were like we were standing out uh, taking pictures of like the groomsmen, and there were people everywhere. Really? And that was at like quarter after six. Hmm. So, <clears throat> it was pretty crazy. Uh, it was. Um, 
I don't know. I, I didn't know quite what to expect in the whole, like, I'm a dude, so I don't think about my wedding day for the entirety of my life like girls do. It's kind of nerve-wracking, and it's it goes by so incredibly fast that you have no time to kind of, like, register what's going on. And I'll admit, like, you get choked up. At, I'm not the type of guy to get choked, believe it or not. I'm not the type of guy that uh, gets choked up, typically. Except during Indiana Jones. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, except for when I'm seeing the trailer for the new movie, yes. Uh, I don't typically get choked up. But standing up there, you know, like, watching your future wife walked down the aisle with her father it you know it chokes you up and you know, i'm like moment. wow so i told my groomsmen to punch me if i start crying <laughs> <laughs> so they were what i cried when she walked down the aisle oh, oh yeah why did bawling. you cry because i exactly. cried at the wedding amber cried too really yeah we all cried what is wrong with you all girls? The girls we were all crying <clears throat> she cried at my cousin's wedding who she had never met before that, <laughs> so. that's very true yeah uh wow. so anyway i started uh I started getting choked up, and then I decided I can either cry or I can laugh. <laughs> so I laughed throughout the entire ceremony, and like there were certain things that were being said that was like, you know, blah 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 blah. Will you in, in a part of the ceremony where you repeat things, which is completely like you have to remember everything, and you've got like a billion things going through your head. And you're like, right. I'm totally not going to. And one of the things was uh, you were going to help me and watch me grow or something to that effect. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not getting any bigger. Uh, but uh, no, it was it went off without a hitch. It was a great ceremony because it only lasted like five minutes, which is what I demanded. Um, it was a nondescript, non-religious ceremony, which was even better. That sounds like Brock. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we got the pictures done before and afterwards. We got pictures of Sparty, which was great because it was it was really cool. The sun was going down and the sky was really cool behind it. I was on the website for your photographer, yeah. and she has pictures of your wedding up. So I was like clicking through yours to see if I liked them. So, yeah. yeah, they looked really cool. Except for I look like a retard in every picture. Like I have... That's just you, Brock. Well, I, no, I I agree, but generally, I uh, like I I look bad in pictures. But every single one of these was like one eye was like half closed, the other one's like looking off into another direction. You got your mouth half open. Yeah, and when you like you've got Craig Terrell in a picture next to you, and he looks better than you do. There. <laughs> oh, I feel kind of bad laughing. But no, that's funny. <laughs> you know, there's something wrong. Um, we. Uh, we did pictures, we did all that stuff, and then we went over to the reception, which was, it was small. Um, it, it was at uh, the Lincoln Room right there at the Kellogg Center. Um, uh, Gomeo asking me what my last name is now, very funny. Uh, <laughs> you know your last name before, that's about the question I have for Gomeo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the reception was cool, took more pictures, we did the whole dance thing. I, I refused to make the whole grooms, like the, the bridal party dance together because I always hated that whenever I, I was in a wedding. I'm with you. I won't do that when I get married. I, uh, look, I'm sorry. Like I, I danced with my wife and I, I'm not a dancing dude. I, I, we've talked about my lack of moves before and it's just something I don't like. I'm just big and gumpy and lanky and uncomfortable, and I'm just, I can't do it. And you, I, you're required to do the one dance at the wedding reception, right. and that's it, and you two could have rehearsed beforehand if you needed to. <laughs> we, we didn't need and and Luckily, we were, it's a slow dance, and so we were, right. easy. Anybody Which can aren't do that. that hard. Plus, yeah. we were dancing to Ben Folds, the luckiest, for God's sakes. It's not like we really had to bust a move. So, right. uh, and then we they did the father-daughter dance. I was not going to dance with my mother. I, I denied her that pleasure. <laughs> you're like three feet taller than her, though. Well, that too, right. but... Uh, and then it was just a bunch of food and a ton of booze uh, for the rest of the evening. And 
things went well. Apparently, um, there's some, uh, we had a camera set up. Our, our good friend Holly was there. Uh, uh, and apparently they set up a camera to do like interviews during the reception of people doing well wishing. Yeah. And so I've been warned by a number of people who were like, I had a lot to drink. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, whatever you see on there is just because I was a little loaded. So. Uh, I, I too was at a wedding on Saturday because I wasn't invited to yours. Dude, I'm sorry. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I here's the thing. Uh, weddings, when you start planning one, and you start thinking like you go to people's weddings and you. I'm just giving you crap. I, no, I know, I know but I, it's a good point because it's like there's so many people you could invite to a wedding, and the process of deciding who has to come, who gets to come, is ridiculous. Shannon I see. I was scared of Shannon. Her and Eric got the uh, B list email invitation. <laughs> only because give them a paper invitation. Uh, only because I forgot to bring it. I, that was entirely my fault. Um, I I invited Shannon because I'll be honest, Ian. I'm more afraid of her than I am of you. No, so. I like to think that they were. They may have made the B list, but I like to think I was on the C list. <laughs> D or C, uh, something right. Thanks. No. <laughs> no, but anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of good times. Uh, Dude, it's like it was like my bar mitzvah on Sunday, like getting all this money and Didn't stuff. Know you were Jewish? No, I'm not. But it was, uh, you know, that was um, supposed to be a joke. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I understand. Uh, I, I, you make out for uh, the whole wedding thing. Part. Oh man, it's good. It's hard to like. <clears throat> you sit there and you open all these gifts that are like you're like, oh my god, these are this is great you get all this great stuff and then there's all the cards and then you open all the cards and you're like oh wow oh my god you know there's all this money and they just sit there and you you have a hard time tallying it in your head so you're sitting there at the brunch afterwards and you just see the pile of cards with all the checks in it you want like i want to count how much is there just pull out the calculator and start tallying <laughs> yeah but it's like, got the adding machine just... yeah i don't i don't think that uh, that's uh, like couth for uh you know hanging out so all my i got to see all my good friends got, there weren't any big fights there was lots of drinking. It was, it worked out well uh, altogether. We so, didn't drink the bar dry at your wedding like we did at Jeremy's. No, no, because we uh, drank the bar. Dry <laughs> Jeremy's, at yeah, Jeremy's Jeremy was proud. I didn't have the rock stars at my wedding, but Jeremy had at his. So was yours an open bar? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I I have old friends, so um, and a lot of family members that don't imbibe. So yeah, I'm getting there too. Yeah. When are you guys going on your honeymoon? Uh, we leave uh, like May third. We're gonna go down to uh, Orlando. Of course, we have to go to Disney World. Um, <laughs> Man, that. Disney World rules, dude. Yeah. No, I love it. I like it. It's great. And we're actually getting a room on and the uh, Animal Kingdom Resort, like one of the ones that looks over the, the animal uh, nice. thing. So it, it's actually, you know, say what you want. Um, I always thought Disney World was kind of, you know, childish until uh, my wife. touristy for me. Well, my wife took me the first time and I was like. You know, as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, I hate my parents because they never took me to Disney World. Uh, and going as an adult, you can have, like, it's a lot of fun. Plus, you can go to, to uh, the uh, Epcot and uh, get wasted. Uh-huh. Uh, you go do, you drink around the world and you get hammered. And then you go on all the rides and it's great. It's a good time. I was always more <clears throat> a fan of Universal Studios myself. but Yeah, you just need to make sure you, you go. Get like, ride. They, oh, totally worth it. Yeah. That's why we're going at this, you know, in, in May when all the spring break's all done. Right. And it's hot and nasty and nobody wants to be down there. That's when we'll be down there. So. Well, speaking of childish places, I got to go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I'm still proud. I won the jackpot on one of those skill games. <laughs> oh, one of the skill games. Right. So it wasn't I won like it was seven. Chance. It's 
Um, I won 749 tickets. Nice. And uh, I'm going to hold that over everyone for the rest okay. of my life. Hey, Did you get is... any sweet, like, stuffed bears or anything out of it? I bought three bags of cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I don't know why, but apparently cotton candy is going extinct. Like, what? You can't find it anywhere. It's just sugar. I mean, like, yeah, but it's sugar with, you know, presentation. Right? Yeah, well, you know. I could just get a big. You know, Thanks a lot, diabetes. You're getting rid of all the fantastic candy. I uh, also want to point out a couple things. Coming up I'm later like on... Wilford Brimley. No, I just <laughs> yeah. got that. Coming up uh, later in the show, we've got a couple of pairs of tickets. Uh, as always, pair of tickets uh, to the movie of your choice. The movie of your viewing choice and viewing pleasure at NCG Cinema. We'll have two pairs of tickets. That's four tickets all day. Plus, coming up later on this show, within the next 20 minutes or so, Mr. Taylor Hansen will be calling Woo! in. Uh, we will be talking to uh, Hanson, or at least Taylor. Yeah. Mm, bop. Yeah. There it is. So we will be... Uh, <laughs> Shannon's going nuts. Uh, we'll be talking to him shortly, so stay tuned for that. Uh, 432-3893 is the number uh, for those tickets. We'll be giving those away a little later. Impact Happy Hour is our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger. It is all one word. All right, let's talk about uh, the uh, quote-unquote riots uh, that we had. First of all, poor showing uh, by the students. Uh, I, I This would be my... Third round of riots, uh, I almost fourth because I was I was actually here during the Mun Field riots, but I wasn't enrolled. I was just here, uh, which were 1996. Uh, I was here during the 1998 riots, which were uh, no the Gunson was 96. Yeah, Gunson was 96. 98 riots, then the 2005 riots, then or 2004. I I you know I get they get lost in in my head you know a number what? of times. Like, my take on this whole one, though, if you watched, like, the footage that you could find online of it, it shows, like, 400 kids in the street. Yeah. The cops pull up and are like, disperse, or you're going to be subject to arrest. And they started throwing beer bottles at the cops. Well, I I have no sympathy for these kids at all. Well, I don't have sympathy for the cops either, but... uh... Uh, It's just like, this was one where it's like, yeah, you know what? You're asking for it. When they come and tell you disperse and you don't start throwing beer bottles and rocks, I don't know. That, you know, doesn't leave a whole lot of sympathy. They literally asked for it. They got flashbanged and then they started chanting that they wanted to be tear gassed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just stupid. It's... Well, here here's my take. I'm ashamed on it. to kind of go to school. With I, here's yeah. my here's my take on it. Uh, first of all, what's up with all the chicks flashing the goods? Like, what I what is it? A bunch of them. I, what is? It? I, I'm not I'm not necessarily complaining, but what? Is, there's not a bunch of dudes that are like, flashing check it out. Parts, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Like, what is it that if uh, uh, specifically? I'm sure they were all wasted, but you know, they get in front of a big group. They feel the need to. Flash people it was like an what is that? A bad decision. What? <laughs> what? I don't understand what that is. It's like Michigan State Marley, Marty Gras. We call it Hardly Gras. Hardly Gras. Oh. Uh, figured okay. everyone was had their eyes closed because they're tear gas. So <laughs> yeah, it's their one chance to be exhibitionist where no one will see it. I, I have That's a couple, not exhibitionist then. Yeah, I have I have a couple things to say in this. First oh, of all, exhibitionism. Um, <laughs> I as long as the. And it's hard for me to, like, I can't really get on the radio. Am I on the radio right now? Yes. I uh, get on the radio and disparage, you know. Uh, hey, Brock. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but we do have a caller that want to say something about Cedar Fest, I think. We'll, we'll uh, is, is it somebody we know? Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> that makes me even more worried. Uh, impact. Uh, hey, yeah, 
Uh, and that's, uh, that was that. Did you really know who that was? Oh, well, I hung up on him anyway. Uh, it sounded like Gomeo, didn't it? What, it wasn't Gomeo, was it? Who was that? It was John Bon Jovi, man. We got a call saying it was John Bon Jovi and they would like their haircut back. What? They were calling you, and he said he, it was John Bon Jovi. Big Dude, fan I did. Of the I show, cut my mullet, and like... he wants his haircut back. <laughs> All right. Well, see, here's the thing. I if I don't know who you are, and you're doing stuff like that, I'm not going to put you on the air because uh, the f bomb comes out so easily, <laughs> and I don't want the radio station to, to uh, burn down. So it was a great moment in radio. Yeah, it was a great. <laughs> really? You guys? What? I what? Oh. <laughs> well, see, why didn't you tell me that? I'm not going to put people, random people on the air when they're like, uh, I hate you, Ed. So anyway. <clears throat> oh, my God. Uh, Does he think your hair looks like John Bon Jovi? It did. Is that what it, is? it did. You I see this? It, so. See this? This isn't going over the air. Yeah, you like that? It did before I cut it for the wedding. So anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't remember that. Uh, it, like bon Jovi. Yeah, it was like a mullet. A little mullet. Yeah, yeah, well, Bon Jovi mullet. So anyway, uh, for that one person that has not stopped listening, uh, my opinion <laughs> on the uh, the right. Now, here's the thing. As long as the students are continued to be treated the way that they are being treated, by various parties in the East Lansing area, uh, things like this are going to happen. Uh, and spend all of the kids' money that you are treating poorly that you want uh, on riot gear and the like, and it's still going to happen until something comes. Somehow there is an accordance between the students and the city and the university at large. Sure. So <laughs> it's stupid, and for those... Uh, and by the way... If you notice, each time this happens, of all the arrests that happen, how many of them are MSU students? Roughly about forty percent. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There was. I haven't read the numbers. Most of them. Most of them this time were were not. Most no. Most of them every time that are arrested aren't MSU students. Oh yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, it's people that come up. They're like, oh, party the MSU. They come up and they're the ones that are uh, causing the most trouble. Jerk faces. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um. It's a stupid way of doing it, and it's a really poor showing on the students' part, and it makes Absolutely. Michigan State look like crap. But it is not. It's it's there for some kids. That is their only way of expressing uh, the way they are feeling, and I totally feel with them because every time I get uh, called for a donation, I feel the same way. I, I don't. I don't think the students are treated for the whole reason. East Lansing exists is because of the students. And the whole reason all of the, the MSU police get all their cool little toys right. are because of the Protect. students. Uh, and it's because uh, of all this whole city relies on the students, all of the businesses, everything. And the way that they're being pushed out, it's just, it, whatever. So, but, but, like, this wasn't like it was a something that was happening and it happened to get out of hand and this. Like, for two weeks prior, everybody's like, oh, man, this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's like... They organize an event, and the only reason people go is so that they can start crap. Yeah, no, I agree. Get tear gas, and like to me, like I have no sympathy for you. You know what? If it was an event that was happening, and there were suddenly a bunch of people there, and the cops showed up, and it got out of hand, okay. But it's just like when people do it specifically for that. I don't know. That's just just dumb. I felt really um, out of the loop because I didn't even know about it. Yeah, me like, neither. Like everybody was saying, "Oh, you must be you. You had to be under a rock to not know about this," and or I had no tree. idea. 
I mean, I, I didn't get anything on Facebook. Or... Dude, I hate the internet because I was saying it was like 40%. It's roughly 50%. MSG was 28 okay. to 52. And people That's are fair. pointing it out that, you know, no, actually, it was uh, 28 to 52. Whatever. It, regardless, uh, you would expect. 52 doesn't add up to 100, Brock. 28 to 50%. 28. Oh, a, a range. Between. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. I got you. Uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, no, I, apparently I'm an idiot. But what I'm saying is in a, in a situation like that, you would expect that the people being arrested to be students. And it's Still only around case. 50%. Right? That's what I'm saying. You so, know, I'm looking at the footage right now on YouTube. And there's a lot of it, by the way. If you haven't checked out oh YouTube. Oh, my God. This is pandemonium. Like. As the as the resident black person at, as the <laughs> black person at, at the hour. Now, see, my thing was, of course, I- inside, I'm like, oh, okay, where are the black people? <laughs> yes, there are no black people. But to me, really, the reason like, I feel that way is because I remember, like, anytime something bad happens at Hubbard Hall or near uh, Hubbard Hall, yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. big front page, stu- state news, Lansing State Journal deposition about it and i was like i want to see how they cover cedar fest where all these people have no rhyme or reason for for basically being drunk being naked and being <laughs> stupid and I, not that i'm against any of those guys, <laughs> right. there's a time and a place for no, this right. Right. there's a little thing we like to call moderation you know right i that, we were talking about this off the air and i'm like you know what's really funny is when you see a bunch of like uh, and, I, and there's really no way to like put this, but bluntly, is is it? It's a bunch of retarded white drunk kids out doing this. It, you know, it's yeah, not like it it's not a bunch of like mixed races. It, it's just it's mommy and daddy are paying for my apartment in Cedar Village, and so I'm gonna and go why, out. If if they're paying, why are you living in Cedar Village? That's my question. <laughs> Dude, you got to live in Cedar Village. I've yes, never lived in Cedar Village, and then there's no way I would ever even consider it. <laughs> if I had kids, I would force them to live there one crazy. year. Well, they're not. Douche when are they knocking it down? <laughs> they're demolishing it pretty soon. Yeah, uh, here's the, like I. Part of it is, yeah. Thank <laughs> That's you. how I feel about the demolition. Um, part of it is, I understand. Like maybe it's not so much the students like reacting to a feeling. But I, I think it's some of that. Like I think it's a little bit of the, a student feeling. I, I mean, a, a large majority of a majority of it is stupid drunk people. I, I don't think being a chick and getting wasted and showing off the goods is your way of saying, I want to be respected in the MSU <laughs> community. Uh, but um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't but understand. To me, neither like, is getting four hundred people to stand in the street and ask to get tear gas. No, I don't think it is either. I, I, I think it just, for student population, especially when they're drinking, or around this age, a vibe can go a long, long sure. way. Yeah. Regardless of, of what you feel about it, and I think vibes go a long way, and that's kind of like karma, and it's kind of cheesy, I know. But mm. really, it, I mean, if you get a vibe as being students, it's us versus them, then when you get loaded, stupid stuff like that happens. But and, see, that anti-establishment thing, I just can't, I, I, you know, I can't really see that as valid in this case, because I think these are some of the same people that every 3 a.m., they go into McDonald's and trash the place for when people like me come in and like, oh... WTF? What just happened here? <laughs> you know, I, they just—they're—they. I mean, I'm not—I'm not—I'm not, not, not going to generalize Michigan State, considering I'm still a student here. But right, that—that that general sector likes to just vandalize and get out of control. I really wish they would go somewhere. I'm completely with you, corner. I'm completely with you. I agree. I—it's—it's it's really hard to take a, like. 
I don't really feel like you can be like oh, the kids are idiots. What they did was entirely wrong. Michigan State and the you know East Lansing police were entirely right. Like no. But I don't. Th- I, I. But I also think that the riot was stupid, and f- what they did was stupid. I think this this time. I'm just saying the vibe behind it is kind of. I can kind of understand. Oh, I that that I agree with. But this time it was completely, like I don't think. I mean, like. Although was, you were, know, were, were, was tear gas and flash grenades really the answer here? Probably not. But you know what? Like who? Like why did they get together? They got together. They knew it was going to happen to cause this problem. Yeah. I but I, you and, know and the, at the other times it happened like I literally had a friend who uh I don't remember when two, 2004 <laughs> which tear gassing? I don't right. remember. Well, but no, it was one of those years and literally like they were walking home from I don't know if it was QD or the 7-Eleven or something and got tear gassed. Like and that was just like there's this stuff going on and it's just this huge mess yeah. and nobody knew what was going on. And all that. But, like, this, to me, is like, well, these are all these kids, most of whom who haven't been around all this these other times that's happened. Yeah, like me. I and, know. Well, I mean, like, and I've seen several of them. Well, not firsthand, because I don't go out when they're going to happen. Right. But, like, um, everyone knows when they're going to happen. And it's just like, if you're out there in it, you're going out there to be in it. Mm-hmm. And so causing it. Yeah. Going out there to be in it is causing it, and that's just stupid. And it's terrible because now it's getting to the point where it's like a tradition, and like right. MSU and students want to do it, and they're going to keep doing it. I, and there's really thing. no way for the cops to stop them. Uh, that's a, the, other, the other thing. So that, they tear gas. It kind of makes me want to redact my statement is that I kind of feel for them because then you kind of think about it and you're like, okay, let's think. When was the last couple times we rioted and got tear gas? Well, let's see. Uh, we lost in the final four, so we decided to riot and uh, get tear gassed. Like the time the students went through the town, were you guys here when we? I mean, that was like 2000. Or was that 1998? Yeah, 98, 98 where we went through East Lansing and did a whole bunch of damage, yeah, throwing was, stuff through windows. Yeah, that was pre-my time. Here. Yeah. You know, I, okay, I'm going to redact my statement. Kids are idiots. Them, You're, <laughs> you have no respect for other people's property and all the damage that you did and all the, 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 this is me being old man Bronk now. Now get off of my lawn. They're gonna have they're gonna have more excuse to to pay more babysitters with guns and to buy more trucks with riot gear and to buy all this stuff. And you know who it's gonna cost? It's gonna cost me and it's gonna cost you and it's gonna cost everybody else. Of course, when you're not paying your tuition bill and mommy and daddy are paying it, then that's the that doesn't bother you. But. At, I, uh, you you can't throw blame one hundred percent. No, I know, way, but it's so but, hard because I'm just so mad on like every level. It's there's nowhere you can be like, okay, they were right and they were wrong. I mean, it's really it's a tough it's a tough angle to try to pick. And but say, in the end, it makes MSU look terrible, and yep. they're going to blame it on the students. Yeah, so, and that's just how it is. Yeah. So I guess since there's no winning, let's move on to movies. Uh, Speaking of our tax money going to frivolous things, did anybody else see the? Uh, list of what all the government credit cards have been buying. No. <laughs> uh, millions of dollars of worthless stuff like bar tabs. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. $360 spent on lingerie <laughs> for jungle training. Yeah. I kid you not. Uh, thousands what? of iPods. Where do you find this information? They've been showing it all over the network news mm. lately. I'm sure they have an actual website for it. Wow. I can, I actually, live, with, I can live with... with Government money being spent on bar tabs. <laughs> you do business at the bar sometimes. Right. I'm okay yeah, with that. True. Lingerie? 
I think I don't know about that. Everyone see You're it. You're entertaining an ambassador. Why? You know? Okay. Why? Okay. A, a different type of deal is made with lingerie. Uh, I, I, I can Spitzer. live with that argument, bro. So I would, I would, I like to point out. Uh, by the way, Impact Happy Hour. It is our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger, and uh, one of our more uh, common textures is pointing out that. The way that they see it, the cops let the kids get away with crap all day. Then at 2 a.m., the cops want to break it up so that everyone from the bars don't empty out directly into the party, which makes sense. Grossly inflate the mass, which happened before, which is what I was talking about, that the big one is why. Sure. That's when that happened. The kids stayed, were asking for it, and I despise cops, but the kids are wrong. So, I yeah. mean, what can the cops do? I mean, right. kindly that's, escort them that's, home. That's right. the big the well, I, issue, I'm I I, I'm actually surprised. I, I'm glad butts. that this time they didn't go crazy with the tear gas like right. they did last time, with the, with the cops laughing while they're shooting kids in the head <laughs> with the tear gas canisters. <laughs> I, I it, think that's kind that, of funny. But I, think, <laughs> I would laugh, too. I, you know, I would laugh, but if I were that kid, I would have picked up that tear gas and whipped it right back in that cop's face. Because it's like, yeah, you know. just going to go to a surplus store and just keep a gas mask in my car. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, okay, we're just going to get uh, yeah, madder and madder. We must look like I am legend out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Drunken <laughs> zombies everywhere. Uh, get on the radio here. There, I'm still surviving. <laughs> yeah, I'm Please still sober. survivor Please. living in Cedar Village. <laughs> if there is anyone out there. And by the way, don't delude yourself and think that uh, that MSU is the only place that this happens because it's not. They will like you to think that, but it's not. Uh, we just like to do it more often and with more vigor. Um, I and actually very publicly. I yeah, mean, like very, it gets all the press. Yeah, like, that's what it's what we're known for: burning right. couches. So, uh, except for did nobody burn a couch? A dumpster. I don't know if they have dumpster. Yeah. Well, at least it was contained. Oh, like <laughs> like two years ago, there was like this really weak attempt at a riot again in Cedar Village, and my girlfriend at the time lived there, and we like drove into the parking ramp. And we just wanted to walk into her apartment, get something, and leave. Like, yeah. we're like, we're not even going to hang around Cedar Village. We'll hang out at my house tonight, whatever. Oh, did they have the guards preventing you from going in? No, we got in, and that was fine. But we get in, we go into her apartment, get stuff, oh. get out to the car, and in that time, we pull out, and there's a couch just burning in the <laughs> middle of the drive, right in front of her building, so you couldn't get out from the parking lot. Oh, room. nice. And we're just like, great. Nice. And we ended up driving the other way around. I don't understand. It was, just, I, I, well, it was just dumb. It's just this... It's, it's stupid. I understand. I understand the way the kids feel, but you got to pick something and some other way to express yourselves than looking like idiots. That's Dude. that's the way we'll end it. So, so anyway. Uh, yay. Uh, let's talk about movies very quickly. Uh, by the way, speaking of movies, 432-3893 for the two people still listening. Uh, the first and second caller will pick up a pair of passes to NCG Cinema. See the movie of your choice at NCG Cinema. 432-3893, callers one and two. That is all you. And, of course, coming up in the next ten minutes, we will be hearing from Mr. Taylor Hansen himself, as Hansen will be, that's right, at uh, the Royal Oak Music Theater next weekend, next Saturday, along with uh, Kate Vogel and Stephen Kellogg, which is... Uh, apparently, Shannon thinks somewhat highly. Favorite. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stephen Kellogg and the Sixers. So, uh, and Kate Vogel's still hot. And who are they playing with? What's that? Kate Vogel? 
and they're playing with Hanson. Okay, that's what <laughs> I, I figured you were waiting for. Yeah, but, uh, but anyway, we will uh, we'll hear from Taylor here soon. Anyway, movies top uh, ten weekly box office top ten number one twenty one, which I've heard is the worst movie ever. Really, uh, it wasn't that bad. I heard it was great. I've heard that it's. I've also these are also from my friends who are huge Vegas people. Worst uh, movie ever. Who are, but it was great. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was decent. You better not. <laughs> um, the, it's based on the book Bringing Down the House um, that was uh, much better than the movie, from what I understand. I'm not going to go see it because I have no interest in seeing it. Um, uh, well, I, I'd consider seeing that. It was movie. decent. It's not a real deep movie, but it's no, it's no uh, Paris Hilton starring movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... So it's not total garbage. Okay. Right. If you want to go out and see a movie, it's not a bad one to see. Okay. okay. Coming in at number two, Nims Island. By the way, 21, uh, it, number one is at 46.8 million. Not that it matters to many people, but I like to see how much money uh, movies make. Number two, Nims Island. Number three, Leatherheads, which is George Clooney's new movie, uh, along with Renee Zellweger. Uh, number four. And the guy uh, from The Office is in it. Yeah. John Krasinski. Yeah, Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who. Has made a total of 131 million. And number five, The Ruins. Number six, superhero movie. Eh. Number six in its second weekend. That's a bad sign. Uh, number seven, Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns. Uh, still in the top ten, 37.7. Uh, number eight, Drillbit Taylor, which I have no idea what that is. Uh, number nine, Shudder at uh, 23.1. And uh, number ten, 10,000 BC, uh, has only summed uh, only uh, 89.3 mil. Uh, thus far. And how um, long has it been out? Um, oh, wow. It's been out for... Well, I don't know if it's been out that long. You, you would think I would know, but I, I don't. The Hottie and the Naughty. It's been out a while, yeah. it feels like. It seems like it has. It's just they've been pushing it so much. that. Sure. It's, uh, movies, other movies uh, in theaters, possibly around here, possibly not. Body of War. It's not only a great song, but it is also a independent movie and documentary. Follows one wounded soldier's attempt to readjust to life in the U.S. as a handicapped veteran while painting an incriminating portrait of democratic politicians and the war in Iraq. Yay. Wait, what? Incriminating portrait of democratic politicians? They weren't the ones that sent you to the war in the first place, retards. Was uh, it cap- uh, D, capital D, democratic? Yeah. Or lowercase D? Capital D. Huh. Uh, they're kowtowing? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, jellyfish, also in theaters. The Flight of the Red Balloon, uh, which I thought was done in song. Uh, My Blueberry Nights, also out on uh, DVD. Meet Bill. Um, there's lots of meat movies, it seems like, lately. Nim's Island, which is, uh, that's Jodie Foster's new one, right? Yes. I don't even know what that Abigail movie is. Abigail Breslin Abigail and Breslin. somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Backseat, Alexandra. Uh, Who's Your Monkey? Also out in the wow. theaters. What is that? I don't know, but it's got a half-naked woman on the front of the, uh, on the poster. Enough. So, uh, <laughs> Chapter 27, Jared Leto, uh, gets fat for a movie role. Oh, um, yeah, that's the uh, one where he plays the guy who was asking Mark David Chapman. Yeah. And uh, he got fat, and so he, many goth girls got excited. He got, like, remarkably fat. It's yeah. like, like, microwaving and drinking you know, ice the, cream the fat. The, thing the, opposite, looks, <laughs> the opposite of Christian Bale you say and that the like machinist. Done right. it. Yeah. yeah, I love ice cream. Though, you know, so. <laughs> microwaving ice cream and drinking it? Yeah, yeah, like it's called, he was, like, that kind of fat. Like, it's that's called ice cream soup, actually. There you go. <laughs> like, wow. It's like he just went on an ice cream soup diet. Like Wow. Um, it's, has was, anybody ever it's heard of or interested in, I guess at the Celebration IMAX, they have uh, 
a Rolling Stones concert that was documented by Scorsese. I heard about it. He's going around with them, and oh, it sounded okay. pretty interesting. Yeah, sounded... Similar um, to the U2 thing they did. I saw like the trailer for it, and some of the cinematography looked cool, but I don't think I could sit through a movie about the Rolling Stones yeah. tour. Like, I hope they I have like subtitles. Some... There was just a breaking <laughs> interview. It was like this big news interview with... Um, um, oh, my God. Uh, brain freeze. Um, guitar player. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're like, apparently he smokes weed. I'm like, oh, really? really? <laughs> Are you sure? I would think that would be the least of his worries. So anyway, uh, by the way, Gomia wants to point out the top five in Japan. Num- number one, Cloverfield. Uh, and this it drives me crazy because I, like movies are supposed to be out in Japan like three years before they come here. It doesn't make any sense to me. Usually, I always thought it was always the other way around. Yeah, that's American video movies. games that come. Oh, out okay, in that's Japan right. All right, sorry. Uh, Doraemon, uh, Japanese anime character popular with young kids. D O R A E M O N. I think he talked to us about this last I time. I think so too. Uh, Enchanted, The Golden Compass, and Ten Promises I Made My Dog. Wow. Okay, uh, that sounds like something uh, from down south, but we'll uh, we'll keep that there. Uh, run, fat boy, run. Also in theater. That's right. Uh, boarding gate uh, again. A scantily clad woman on the front. Uh, usually, you know, if they resort to putting a half naked woman on the movie uh, poster, poster that's black snake moan. Yeah, bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. So that's about. Uh, that's pretty much all it's worth about talking about. Uh, coming soon: Street Kings, Dark Matter, Food Fight, Prom Night, uh, Jack and Jill versus the World, Smart People, Bra Boys. They, they made a movie called Smart People. Bra Boys. With Ellen Page. Yeah. Documents the cultural evolution of the inner Sydney beachside suburb of Marobra and the social struggle of its youth, the tattooed and much maligned surf community known as the Bra Boys. Well, being that Australia was basically a big prison, it does not surprise me that they're culture is much maligned. I can't um, wait for Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> Orthodox Stance, uh, The Greatest Escape, 88 Minutes. 88 Minutes looks like a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Uh, a, a college professor who moonlights as a forensic psychiatrist for the FBI. Um, first of all, what professor do you know that does ah. anything that revol- that includes work? Oh, is that um, the one with Al Pacino? Yes. Yes. They barely have time to come lecture the same class that they've been yeah. teaching for the past 25 years. <laughs> They're not going to work for the FBI on the side. I'm just saying. Uh, to save his life, he must use all his skills and training to narrow down the possible suspects, which include a disgruntled student, a jilted former lover, they, could they be the same, uh, and a serial killer on death row. Uh, the Forbidden Kingdom also out in the movies. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which looks to be the funny movie of the beginning of the summer. I would counter that Speed Racer looks like. (laughs) I would agree. You are so excited. I really am. You want to know what movie that I'm kind of excited for that isn't a comic book movie? Oh, what? Yeah. Forbidden Kingdom? No. uh, I think it's still in filming, but um, Johnny Depp is starring in a movie as John Dillinger. Yeah. And um, I think it's called Public Enemies. 
And it was filmed in the little town in Indiana that I was born in. Nice. Because, like, the prison that he escapes from is actually in Crown Point, Indiana, mm-hmm. and it's still there, so they went there and filmed it. By the way, uh, we got to wrap up here real quick oh, because uh, Taylor's uh, going to be on the phone here in a moment. That's right. Uh, I had not heard of this or seen this, and I can't believe it, but it's got a great cover because it's basically Morgan Spurlock looking like Indiana Jones. Where in the world is Osama bin Laden uh, with no military experience, knowledge, or expertise? Filmmaker Morgan Spurlock sets off to do what the CIA, FBI, and countless bounty hunters have failed to do. Find the world's most wanted man. Soundtrack by Rockapella. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, if you got that, then you had the same kind of childhood we did. If you got that, then good job, Gumshoe. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, that's right. Uh, Movies, again, very quickly. Uh, Baby Mama, which looks absolutely awful. I don't care how hot Tina Fey is. What's Baby Mama? Uh, successful and single businesswoman Kate Holbrook has long uh, put her career ahead of her personal life, now 37. She's finally determined to have a kid on her own. I've seen a couple kind of funny previews for that. It's Tina Fey and uh, what's her Amy name? Poehler. Amy yeah. Poehler from uh, Saturday Night Live. Sigourney Weaver, Greg Kinnear. Uh, Adrian Washington, and that's you about it. You should have stopped at Greg <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you had me at Greg Kinnear. So that is also uh, coming out soon. And then within the next five weeks, Indiana Jones, uh, the new one, it is coming out. They don't even have to talk about it. People are just getting excited as it is. So. I'm like, for me, like Indiana Jones, Iron Man, and Batman... That Like, if that's the only movies that come out this year, I'll be happy. Like... <laughs> I don't care about anything else. Uh, you know, uh, over the weekend, I think it was on Spike or FX. They had the they had uh, Star Wars two and three, uh, and I had forgotten how absolutely terrible those movies are yeah, and how man. awful the acting is. But oh man, it's uh, it's way bad. It makes you appreciate what they were doing uh, in, in 1979 much more. So anyway, let's uh, let's take a quick break. It's something we don't do very often on Happy Hour, and when we come back. Uh, we will be uh, speaking with our friend, uh, Mr. Taylor Hansen. So we'll be right back on Happy Hour right here. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, the Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now... Back to Exposure. Welcome back to Happy Hour. It is the Future of Music Impact 89FM. Super excited on the phone right now, uh, live from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> the one and only Mr. Uh, Taylor Hansen. All right, how are you, Taylor? I'm doing good. 
Oh man, it's been one uh, one heck of a week over here. So, yeah, how are you, man? Are you are you wed? I am a wed, uh, newly wedded man for sure. Man, yeah. congratulations, dude! Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It's uh, it was weird. It was uh, it was a great day. Even though uh, I don't know if you paid any attention to the news, it was the same night. Uh, yeah, uh, Michigan State got a tear gas from uh, all the riots going on, but it was great, you know. It didn't it didn't go into our reception at all, so that was good. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask about that. <laughs> yeah. What what the heck? Oh my god. Yeah, it's um you know, it's a weird thing because it's like they used to I, we've had riots like that a couple times before like back in 2005, 1998, and it's basically it's the student, um, students reacting. I think it's the students reacting to how they're treated by, uh, keep, by you know the university and the city in general because the undergraduate students here aren't treated all that greatly. But it's not exactly like the the most intelligent way to go about you know expressing your feelings. But I guess when alcohol is fueling it, I guess that's what it turns into. So yeah, that's that's really lame. Yeah, it's it's nothing new for sure. So. So anyway, how uh, how are you guys doing? What uh, you guys just started, uh, just got back on tour, uh, what last week? You know, it's it's always great to be on the road. I mean, everybody's, you know, no matter how much you get worn out on the road, like a certain amount of time off, um, and you're kind of ready to go back again. It's a total, it's it's such a vicious cycle, but um, but yeah, we're 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 psyched to get back out. What uh, are you're reaching all the places that you hadn't gotten to before? Previous, uh, you were on tour uh, this past fall, and then you took a break to go over uh, to Africa to uh, to help out with Tom's shoes. For those of you who aren't familiar, I, actually, you'd probably explain it much better than I could. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, basically, we you know, we just had a real awakening with the looking at um, looking at the issues in Africa, specifically with you know the AIDS pandemic and, you know, poverty are, you know, those two things are so kind of co- totally connected. You can't take one without the other. And, um, I mean, honestly, we're, we're guys from Tulsa, Oklahoma, in, you know, average American town, and, you know, I think oh, even, you know, being in a band and, you know, having traveled the world, you still have that sense that, you know, there's not, you hadn't, hadn't necessarily made the full connection of this is my role in, in issues this big. Um, and, when we were making the record, um, I think we just had a real turning point where we said, you know, we we are comfortable with being um, with embracing an issue more publicly as a band. You know, something that we've been, I think, more reticent to do, and you know, didn't want to just be another band out there, you know, preaching. And um, and we we just had a real sort of connection with seeing some some people that we respect in our hometown that were deciding to use uh, use some technology they developed. To, to help support a hospital in, in, in Africa. And I think right as we were making this album, The Walk, it just sort of opened our eyes. I, you know, that the idea that um, I think we're so much more connected these days, we're so much more, you know, educated and aware, and um, the ability to make a difference is, is not just, it's not like, you know, all of us going around hugging trees and you know, saying we are the world. It's about everybody... Um, just really pragmatically saying, like, well, what do I have? Like, what can I use? What's available to me? What could I, what simple actions can I take? Um, and we took a leap and, and we, we took a trip to Africa with a, um, basically just as a way to say, hey, you know, we, we want to see the kind of things at their most real, their most, uh, I guess the worst. And, 
and basically that's just inspired a chain reaction. All this to say, long story short, <laughs> right. um, uh, we one of the things we started doing was these one mile barefoot walks at all our shows, and it was in partnership with a company called Tom Shoes, and it's continuing throughout the walk tour um, that we're we're kicking off now. Um, the whole idea was to help you know connect with people on the idea of simple actions and. You know, the fact that many people, uh, especially kids uh, living with AIDS in Africa, uh, live without shoes and other basic things. And um, with Tom's shoes, every time you buy a pair of their shoes, they uh, donate a pair to a child um, living in, in poverty in Africa or another third world um, country. And so we, another third world continent, I should say. Um, and uh, we basically you know, set out to help them reach their goal they had last year of 50,000 pairs of shoes. Um, and uh, amazingly, reached the goal. Um, we didn't sell all 50,000 on our, our tour, but we, we helped push it over the edge, and, and thousands of fans walked with us. And um, So, the you know, basically just the campaign continues. I mean, our, our thing is to just, you know, just give people something they can do, give people a way they can connect. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we invite people to come out and, Pick off their shoes for a mile if they're not too scared to do it. Right. Well, they finally got to the point where they don't have to be worrying about uh, walking on snow and ice here in Michigan, though. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, it's it's it's, it's going to be a little bit of a trial in some areas where it's still pretty pretty cold. But hey, you know that's part of the that's part of the deal. It's uh, I don't think other people have options whether it's cold or warm or 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 the like. So yeah, yeah absolutely. That it's it definitely makes you think. So, I, I, you know, looking, uh, you guys are, are uh, joined on this tour with uh, Stephen Kellogg and the Sixers and uh, Kate Vogel, who I had uh, the opportunity to meet uh, back in, God, was that uh, January or February already? I don't even know. Yeah, remember. that's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, you. Uh, it was awesome. You, you got to join us uh, to sort of observe our writing retreat, which is a really... You know, it was it was really it was really crazy because I came back here and I was trying to explain to people like from being you know the the like the non artist the outsider just kind of watching the process of all you guys sitting around just writing songs and it was just it was it was crazy because it was just like so much free flow and so much just like talent all bottled up in one space you know and Jason Raz was there and Andrew Rip and Keaton Simons and. And, uh, and, you know, it was great because I've made friends. Like, I've talked to Andrew Ripp a number of times since, uh, since Tulsa and, uh, and a couple other people. It's been great. And it's just, it was just an, an eye-opening experience, especially now because, you know, part of the reason, um, I think that I was kind of down there was, um, what you guys have done is pretty much all on your own. I mean, it, it's, uh, your, the movie that you, uh, the documentary that you produced, Strong Enough to Break, was pretty much basically about going out trying out on your own and it's such a it's it's such an exciting i mean it, it's pr- kind of i don't know if it's a good time to be in the music industry but it's really exciting i guess it's kind of a hard a thin line to walk um yeah. that had no pun intended but uh it's, <laughs> yeah i know uh but it's it's really exciting and you guys uh have done so much with you know just taking the reins yourselves and doing it on your doing it on your own and it's um how how We've talked at length about how things are different now, but it's you know I take so much for granted because I've had you know the opportunity to talk to talk to you guys and and get your feelings about it. But uh, the way that the industry is now and the way that you guys are just doing it 
um, regardless of, you know, major label backing or, or, or regardless of whatever, and you're continuing to be successful. It's how, how does that, how do you make that work? Um, well, I mean, there's, there are a lot of things. I mean, for one, it is an exciting time. It's a scary time to be in the music business. Um, but it's an exciting time. Um, I think it's especially frightening for people that don't create anything, uh, meaning not, you know, not non, all non-artists, but, you know, people that are in this business just to sort of take advantage of yeah. it and leech it for all it's worth. Yeah. You know, for those people, you're going, they're, they're just sitting there going, crap, you know, <laughs> people aren't selling enough records. I got to get, a, you know, enough, into another business, something else I can, you know, leech take advantage of. of. Yeah. But for the people that are in it, for the, because they believe in music, because they, um, want to work with artists and they want to, you know, expose music. Um, I think it's, ex- it is exciting because, I mean, the, the rules are just, are starting to just completely be reinvented. And, um, nobody's got it quite figured out yet and it's going to still be a long time, you know. But w- I think what we figured out is, um, one, <laughs> you just have to be willing to work. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I think a lot of artists, even now, are starting to go like, gosh, this is like, too, you know, this is too hard, you know. Um, because there's not as many, you know, like mechanisms that people just know, okay, this is what you do. Um, but I think, uh, honestly, a big part of what, what has to happen is the idea of connecting with, with smaller, more passionate groups of people. You know, there's, um, you know, that's what you see in forums, you know, what you see on the you know, online communities, what you see with, you know, different brands, like, you know, where people are just like, they're, they, you know, everybody wears, you know, you see like a skateboarder and it's like they have a vibe, they have an attitude. It's like that's like what they are and who they are. And I think bands need, I think bands need to think of themselves more like saying, well, you know what, um, I, I want people to live this music. I want people to feel like they have a connection with me as an artist and that, um, and staying in, in touch with those fans and fueling them with, with um, kind of what it is to be a fan of your band um, and sort of grabbing those people and not letting go of them. I think that's, you know, been our um, biggest thing, aside from really just looking for ways to carry people forward and reintroduce new music. Um, I think we've just said, you know what, this is, um, this isn't about just taking, you know, about just spaghetti and throwing it on the wall and hoping something, you know, something sticks. It's, it's got to be, um, we've got to find, you know, lots of smaller groups, lots of people that have different interests, lots of, you know, working with other bands, working with other, um, with other companies and saying, well, you know, these people are real, these fans are real, and once we get them, we we just, we want to, um, you know, just basically keep thanking them, keep rewarding them, keep encouraging them to stay sort of engaged by um, by whatever we put out, you know, records, tours, um, you know, looking for ways to just, to not, you know, to not slow down so much that people feel kind of like, okay, well, that was just another record. Yeah. Um, well, I think you guys you guys do a good job of having basically like a community. I mean, you know, bands have forums and and you know bulletin boards on their websites, but I, I you know, you guys do a really good job of having a community that talks about not obviously not only about Hanson but about other artists, whether they're playing with you or you know artists related, and it, it's all like it's it's kind of like it seems to me is it's just a big family kind of thing, and, and you guys are these the the figureheads of the family, and it's like a I, I mean it is 
weird as that sounds, but it, you guys do a really good job of that, and I I don't see a lot of other bands doing that. I mean, it's it's very important. It's it's the return of like the mailing list for for bands. It seems like because it that in the in the early '90s it was like you know you'd mail out all these cards, you're gonna be playing these shows, you're gonna mail out these newsletters, and then you know along came the whole the, the internet and you know getting an email from a band every once in a while that was just so like blah and uh, you kind of lost you got some disconnect and now it's 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 like it you, it's the return of that and you guys are, are doing a really good job at that well thank you um you know i think we could do a lot better job but i um we do really you know we do have an amazing community of fans and i you know i have so much respect for our fans i mean you know like even talking about the walk things that we've done which is sort of like a whole other level of like trust, right? You know, and we, you know, when we started doing those, I was like, okay, well, we have great fans, and you know, they've stuck with us, and we've seen them change, and we've tried to, you know, kind of keep them engaged and all these things. But you're like, I don't know if people are going to follow us when we do this, <laughs> right? You know, they're going to look at us and be like, well, that's great, guys. We like your music. We don't want to hear this from you, you know. But um, but you know, even with that stuff, like we've seen such an overwhelming connection, and um. And honestly, um, I really do think that it's it's that connection thing. It's it's. Uh, I think bands are going. I think there's so many great bands out there. I'm such a fan of music that I um, I think it's gonna get figured out, and we're, I think there's gonna be a, a, a continued rise. And maybe it's like what you're saying. Maybe it's the, the mailing list. It's it's back to when being able to feel like what you get from the band is is kind of real. Yeah. Um, and you feel like they've sent it to you. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't just on a list. Um, right. And um and trying to find a way to make that, you know, make that connection. I think it's gonna it's gonna happen more and, and our job is is us on our our little world to try and to just try and focus on those things as much as we can. And um I actually am really looking forward to these the the next few shows with uh with Kate and with, with Steven because um one we we did get to, uh, you know, at, at the songwriting retreat earlier this year, we all got to write together and we, you know, created a bunch of different tunes and, um, and it'll be great to, to invite them back on stage and I'm sure we'll, you know, play a couple of songs that we wrote. Um, That'd be great because uh, I never got to hear those because I had to yeah. leave early. So avoiding the uh, multitude of storms on the way home. Yeah, it's, it's craziness. <laughs> How was... We wrote 20, uh, it turned out to be 26 songs that were written over the five days. Yeah, I, re- so. I remember uh, Zach was plowing through them like two and three a day, so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it got kind of ridiculous, actually. <laughs> how, was, um, how was South By this year? South By Southwest was amazing. Um, you know, it's it's kind of got to be a madhouse. I mean, there, yeah. there's so much going on there. It, it's almost overwhelming how many how much is going on. Um, I think there were 1,600 bands, um, which is, you know, hard to even get your head around like, right. in, in that few, you know, few days. Um, but it was weird because, you know, it was actually our first time as the band Hanson to do the, sh- do, to do the festival officially. Um, you know, years ago, we had gone down there, you know, as, as little kids, you know, basically just busking, just trying yeah. to get people to listen to us. And um, we'd met our, our first manager there. Um, just on the street, basically, and um, so it was kind of almost—I don't want to say it was a homecoming. But it was kind of cool to come back and actually play it. Um, you know, gosh, I think it was 14 years later. Wow. Um, so, because when I was, 
yeah, I guess when I was like about, um, I mean, is that is that right? I'm kind of trying to calculate in my head if it was actually the right year, but anyway, it was a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you know, going back there and playing was was cool, and and we got to, you know, play in front of some other you know great bands. The um, Don was the band was not was, which is you know their whole band was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They play on the same stage and. Um, you know, Alabama Three was playing that same night. It was a good lineup of different bands, and um, got to see a lot of different bands. Some local Austin guys, the guys in Fastball, um, love those guys, and they're they're getting getting their band back together. Um, just a ton of different ton of different music happening, and it's also interesting too because we, you know, we having done the industry thing, you know, for too long, um, we often get asked to do panels and sort of sit oh, there yeah. and talk about you know the industry how screwed up it is. Um, and uh, we got to do a couple of those things, and, and it's interesting to hear comments from from people that are looking to get into the business and sort of what they're looking at and questions they're curious about. And um, It was a great thing. We're, I was really uh, psyched to be psyched to be part of the festival this year. Fantastic. Well, we uh, you, you're on uh, on the road until uh, beginning of May, May 7th. What uh, Do you have anything further coming on this summer? Do you have... Big things you're looking forward to, uh, obviously, other than uh, being on the road. Um, well, one thing is, I mean, the record is uh, we're going to continue to to tour behind the record um, probably throughout the year. Um, we are going to have a break uh, where we'll be as a band, sort of, you know, writing and thinking about what comes next, mm-hmm. um, and we'll probably be planning to uh, to actually be, you know, back on the road starting again in the late summer and. And be you know continue to be all over the country. Um, you know we're working on a few different side projects that will you know be releasing directly online. It's just stuff that you know we'll we'll let people know about as it comes. Fantastic. Um, but really, I mean, the uh, I think the thing that we're really focused on is sort of living our own you know just practicing what we preach, staying active, not you know trying to tour more and more actively and, and be familiar and not be like, you know, oh, it's been three years since, you know, Handsome was here and um, and sort of, like we said, we're, you know, keep our fans psyched and um, continue to promote the music and, and have them be engaged. Um, you know, one of the things that is, is actually going to be cool about this tour, um, we won't be doing it every night, but we're going to be uh, recording, you know, shows throughout the tour um, live and, uh, you know, we're going to encourage fans to periodically. We're going to just throw up some live recordings that people can check out and wow. and say, oh, yeah, hey, you know, I, I saw that show. That's awesome, you know, and be able to go download it directly from the site. And um, just the idea that, um, you know, no show is the same. Every every Hampton show, I mean, even if you didn't like, you know, even if musically, you, you know, it wasn't your thing. Like, if you come to one of our shows, um, it's going to be a different thing every night. You know, we're, we like to have a good time with it. So, um, it keeps you on your toes. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for spending some time talking with us today. Uh, I appreciate it. And, um, I look forward to, to seeing you guys on, uh, God, is that next Saturday already? Cool. Well, it, um, in, enjoy your first week as a married man. Oh, I will. And, uh, try not to work too hard. Oh, I won't. I won't. And, uh, I'll bring, uh, I'll bring the wife along with me and, uh, we'll, we'll stop by and say hello. Awesome. Can't wait to see you guys. All right. Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate it. Bye, Thanks. See you.